Let's begin with Devotional 1 on the character of Miriam. Shall we begin with a prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, teach us, teach us, teach us. As we go into your word in this devotional and over the next three weeks, looking at some of the women, the great women, the masterfully crafted women in the Bible. May it resonate with our souls, may it resonate with our minds, may it resonate with our bodies, so that we become more like you, which is the highest form of worship. In Jesus' name, Amen. The scriptures for the Miriam devotional are as follows. Exodus 1 verse 8, Exodus 2 verse 4, Exodus 2 verse 7, Exodus 14 verse 30, Exodus 15 from verse 20 to 21, Numbers 12 from verse 1 to 16, Numbers 20 verse 1. Miriam, who was she? For the most part, we know her to be Moses' sister and the sister of Moses. And that is for pretty much where it ends. We don't, there, are, there isn't much reported outside of that by way of sermons, and well, certainly not that I have discovered. But if we look into scripture and we look over the book of Exodus and Numbers as provided to you, we will see M- Miriam the sister, Miriam's flaws, Miriam the prophetess, what Miriam's childhood was like. And from those things, we can deduce attributes that form godly character in us. So let's begin. The first time that we are actually introduced to the character of Miriam, it is in Exodus chapter 1, verse 8, which provides this amazing backdrop as to what was happening in the political climate of Miriam's childhood. Now, this wasn't only Miriam, it was all children. It was everybody that was growing up at that time. I mean, it would have been Aaron. It certainly would have been the, the political climate for which Moses was born into. But we know that Miriam was born at the time of great political change, which we find in Exodus chapter 1, verse 8. Imagine the time in which we live now where we have Brexit and we have Trump and we have, you know, Syrian refugees and we have people, you know, really in tumultuous times, but it pales in comparison to the times mentioned in Exodus chapter 1. The references will be made clear to you now. Exodus 1 verse 8. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. So you would have seen there that Joseph, who we know, and you may, you know, maybe we'll do a devotion on Joseph at some point, but he's a massive biblical character who we know at the time when he, at the appointed time, came and was able to provide godly counsel, which massively benefited the people of Israel. But the Bible now says, as we've just heard, that there was a time and there was a change. And because of the time and the change and there was a new king, oppression came. And that was the backdrop for which Miriam grew up in. She grew up in a time of great oppression for her people. In fact, I would go as far as to say two things. One, she may not have known oppression anything else apart from oppression or she may have seen somewhat the 
the benefit of having Joseph as king and the stark contrast of having a new king in Egypt. Either way, the new king of Egypt wanted the Israelites dead. They were threatened by the growth. They were threatened by the strength. They were threatened by the ability. They were threatened by the God of Israel. And that is the the backdrop for which Miriam grew up in. Now, what does that do to a person? Um, What does that do? What was your backdrop in life? How, what was your childhood like? But more than that, There is something that as we become women of God or as we become people of God and God grows in us and his his might and his strength and his power and his unwavering ability that is without boundaries that grows within us, people who do not understand it become threatened. And that becomes the backdrop for many of our lives. That would have been the backdrop for which Miriam grew up in. Now, that affects psyche because many of the things that we do as adults, actually, if we're really, really honest, most of it has been informed by our childhood. Most of it has been informed by our upbringing. Some of it we have to undo. Some of it is great we can take with us. Either way, this was where Miriam started her life. This this was the little girl Miriam. We next see her, and I'm going to provide two scriptures for you right now. Exodus 2 verse 4 And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Exodus 2 verse 7 Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew woman? that she may nurse the child for you. So we next see Miriam in this interesting, really, really interesting situation. I can say it's interesting as I do this devotional, but could you imagine growing up seeing your cousins die, seeing babies die, seeing uncles and aunties distressed, and then watching your mum pregnant and give birth to your little brother, who at that stage, she has no idea the trajectory of Moses' life. You know, many of us, as we listen to this devotional, we have no idea what God will do next for us. We we believe in our heart that it will be good, but the Bible says that what, what eyes have not seen, neither ears have heard, neither has entered into the heart of man is what God has prepared for us. So you can imagine, you know, the Bible also speaks about us knowing in part and believing in part. And there is a tension in life that comes with that because you're in this situation where, as I've said, you've grown up or were born into this time of oppression at the hand of a king that was not for your people. And now you see your mother pregnant, your, 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 your mother's belly grow and grow and grow and her give birth to your little brother only for your mum to hide and conceal that brother for, 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 for his own safety in order to save his life. That, 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 can, that, that, that can breed fear. And the question and the challenge, one of the questions and the challenges of this devotional as we look at Miriam as a child is, What has happened around us 
that has given birth to fear? What has happened around us that means that we conceal that which we should be revealing? Because at that time, or we reveal that which we should be concealing, at that time, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, the, the, the mother of Moses and the mother of Miriam hiding Moses was for his safety. But from a child looking on, you see the tension of, hold on, something isn't right here. I don't know, I do, you know, growing up as a child, you don't really have say in these things. But you know in your heart that something isn't right. What does that do later to you? How does that impact your faith? We want to surrender that before the king today. We want to surrender that right now in this time and say, actually, the things that we have seen by way of osmosis, the things that we have seen just by way of just the culture which we grew up in, the households for which we grew up in, the childhoods we had, or the job situation we had. And now we find ourselves in a situation where the last job didn't work, the job before that didn't work, the job before that didn't work. So we have now formed an expectation of jobs and careers not working. We have to surrender that. Because the Bible talks about young, 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 young Miriam watching her mother who had hid, hidden her little brother for three months now take that baby and place the baby on the Nile. And in fact, if, we, if, you, rem- if you remember the scriptures that were read, it, it was done beautifully because, you know, it speaks about the fact that she watched from afar. She watched from afar to see what would happen to him. And she's unnamed. She's unknown. The Bible in, the, in verse 4 does not say Miriam. It says his sister. She wasn't even somebody who was considered important to be given a name at this point in the story but yet for Miriam's vantage point it would have been all she saw and she says she stood from afar to know what would be done to him because there are aspects of our life and there are times in our life where we just don't know you could be listening to this devotional right now and you've got your highlighter out, you're highlighting it, you're highlighting um, Exodus 2-4 and you're thinking, gosh, actually, I don't know what's going to be done to me. Beyond money, it could be, I don't know how I'm going to pay the next, I don't know, the next mortgage payment. It could be, I don't know what's going to happen to my father. There is so much in this world and there's so much in our journey of womanhood that is just beyond our control. And so we stand afar. We stand back just to watch. And actually, I think that's a position that Miriam has taken that is an attribute that we should take. Because oftentimes when we don't stand afar, which is, I think, a posture of surrender here, when you stand back and you let God be God. There are some things and there we'll see later on in Miriam's life that you have to get involved in. But point two is after you've surrendered your fear, point two is... Are there situations in your life for which you have to stand back and let God be God? But then she later on does something that I think is, in contrast to point two of this devotional, is absolutely fantastic. She goes up to Pharaoh's daughter and 
she says, shall I go and call a nurse, as you, as, as you heard, shall I go and call a nurse from a Hebrew woman? And then she goes and she gets her mother. And I, the reason I think this is amazing is because we're not know, we, we don't know Miriam's age. We're not told that. We're not told Miriam's even name at this point. We just know that this is Miriam by virtue of her being Moses' sister. But what we do know is that she is aware of the situations around her. She knew when to stand back and she knew when to get involved. And not only Christianity as a whole do we know we need that wisdom, God. We pray for that wisdom today, God. Give us that wisdom today, God, of to know when to step back and to know when to get involved. But we have to know when to get involved. You have to know when to step in in the lives of your children. You have to know when to step in in the lives of your marriage. You have to know when to step in for your career. You need to know when to ask for that promotion. This is somebody that's even going through this devotional today that actually they should have asked for their promotion months back. I feel that in my spirit. When you listen to this devotional, do your research plan your business case and go and ask for that promotion Miriam said wisdom wisdom because that is what we need that is God give us wisdom to navigate life situations point two Lord God was tell us when to step back to let us know when we need to lift our hands up in surrender let us know when we need to say actually this is a job for Jesus but point three is don't let us be docile in situation when you have commanded us to go forth and Miriam we see at this stage we see Miriam the wise we see Miriam not only the protective sister but we see Miriam the wise because she goes to Pharaoh's daughter and she says shall I get you a nurse a nurse should I get you should I get you someone who can breastfeed this child knowing that this is fantastic I can connect my mummy back to my brother so that she can still have a connection here but she dressed it up as a reasonable suggestion and you know does it require faith to do that yes and we pray for that faith but more than faith it requires wisdom and I do think that some of us are waiting in faith when what we need to be doing is praying for wisdom what happens next her brother goes on and she is still in this time of oppression her brother Aaron you know who this devotional is not on she, you know we see him still at the hand of this king who's oppressive but yet from afar she watches the man who she knows is her brother because actually she all she was part of the orchestration of him being placed in the palace and she watches from afar and the bible doesn't record anywhere a form of bitterness in Miriam and I think that to me is an attribute and actually one of the challenges this week is to us to write down every single person in our life who we should not be jealous of because many of us watch from afar those that we deem are in the palace while we think we are being oppressed when actually they need to be in the palace and you need to be where you are because God is doing a work in both of you
But many a time we watch that from afar those who we think we love, those who we think that you know we should be there. I helped Moses. That's my brother. We're still being oppressed. He's living the lap of luxury, and in our heart jealousy forms, and our heart bitterness forms, and before we know it, that becomes our story. You know, but her discretion throughout the whole of that time was not informed by bitterness. Had bitterness formed her, she would have told the world that that was her brother. And could you imagine the plot change in this? But she was discreet because she had hope in her heart. She was discreet because she knew her place was her place. And she trusted God that her place was for her. That's a massive challenge and that's point four. Trust the place that where you are right now is for you. You could have palaces set up all around your life. This one's getting married. That one's calling you to be a bridesmaid. That one brought a house. That one's just had a second child. You could have them all around your house, all around your life, uh, uh, sorry. And what that does is it allows you to say, oh, I'm bitter. God's not for me. When is it my turn? And you that begins to be the words of your mouth. But that was not the words of Miriam's mouth. She was discreet throughout the whole of Moses' time growing up in the palace. Because she believed that was what was for her was for her. Now that's a challenge. And I it is one of the, it's one of the challenges for this week, which will come later. But, you know, but I think it's a continual challenge. You can be happy for others while you wait for yours. I'm not asking you to remove the desires of your own heart, but I am asking you to believe God that where you are right now, he's doing a work in you. You're supposed to be there. Miriam wasn't supposed to be in the palace. Miriam was one of the people that God used to get Moses in the palace. And sometimes that is part of the story. We are used to get people into their palaces while we wait for our own. The next part that I would like to draw your attention to is Miriam the prophetess. Miriam the prophetess. Now we are fast forwarding to all of this. And what's so amazing about all of this is Moses walking in his purpose. And this is not a devotional on Moses, but you know, much of the life of Miriam is viewed through the life of Moses. It is viewed through the life of Moses' obedience. And it's amazing how one person's obedience can actually encourage and empower those around us to be obedient. The Bible talks about in Exodus chapter 15 is, you know, you'll see here that she sings a song of praise. There's a song of praise after her leaving the, um, leaving the Red Sea. Exodus 14 from verse 30. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. The Red Sea, I mean, what a backdrop. What a backdrop to, to, ha to have grown up being oppressed, to have grown up and seen your people beaten, raped, all manner of wickedness. And then for you to approach a sea that you do not know, but by your faith, really in a brother that you didn't grow up with and his God, but you believe somehow that you will get to the other side and those that have oppressed you for generations will be killed in a moment. 
but they are that but that's what it is isn't that what life is it's a series of small defining moments it's a series of moments that the time some of them seem insignificant the red sea wasn't an insignificant moment but i don't know if the red sea was this massive act of faith that sometimes gets recorded because really what other choice did they have and sometimes god pushes us against the wall so that we can see his power really they had those that miriam watched those ahead they he she knew more than anyone what pharaoh was capable of because she had grown up in that she had grown up as a child she had watched her brother be put in the hands of of of, of pharaoh she had watched her brother be put on the Nile she had stood from afar she had surrendered she had craftily um, negotiated she had seen and been discreet and now all of a sudden they were coming for them again so what do you do you step onto the water and and because you haven't got any other choice and sometimes it isn't these big moments of faith it really is you know what we'll see how big God is because I'm actually desperate we'll see how big God is because I'm desperate and sometimes the enemies that we're praying away are actually perfect for our moments of faith because let them keep pursuing us because as they continue to pursue us we have no other choice but to step out in faith and as we step out in faith we begin to see the power of God the power of God something changes within us because we now see and as we read and you'll hear the scripture again now Exodus 15 from verse 20 to 21. Then Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea is called a prophetess a prophetess but we just read in exodus she was unnamed she went from unnamed to prophetess from unnamed to prophetess from unnamed to prophetess but in between being unnamed to prophetess was her ability to stand back was her ability to deal with her fears, was her ability to use what God had given her, was her ability not to allow jealousy or bitterness, but to be discreet during the time of Moses. And and finally, was her ability to cross the Red Sea. Some Red Seas in our life that we will not be given the next phase of our purpose until we cross them. There are some red seas in your life right now as you do this devotional. You're complaining about the haters. You're complaining about the people that are pursuing you. You've seen them do it before. Maybe perhaps you've grown up in a time of your own oppression. Maybe perhaps you've grown up in a time where things haven't gone right for you. You're not the person that it all works out for. And you've seen things collapse before. But now you've got the red sea in front of you. Will you cross it? And our red seas are daily, our red seas are silent, our red seas are not always massive moments. Sometimes they are 
tiny little decisions. But once we cross them, we are moved into the next phase of our of our purpose. And that which was unnamed moves into a time of title. Now, not title for title's sake, but the Bible calls, calls Miriam the prophetess. And, and followed that Red Sea. The Red Seas are... They're not, they aren't easy, but we, can, we cannot run from them. Not only is God glorified, not only is God glorified from them, we begin to see what God has placed in us. We don't only see the power of God that separates Red Seas. We see the power of God that reveals our true identity. And if you're going to highlight your Bible or you're going to highlight your notes or you're going to highlight anything, you just highlight Miriam the prophetess. And then the challenge is, is you should replace the name of Miriam, put your name and say your name, the blank. God reveal to me, reveal to us in this time of devotion, Father, who we are. And give us the power, Father, to cross the Red Seas. Miriam the prophetess crosses the Red Sea. What a life she's had already. But as she crosses the Red Seas, this Red Sea, she moves into the wilderness. And the wilderness does something to the soul. And the wilderness, the wilderness does something to the soul. And we begin to see Miriam's prejudice. Numbers chapter 12 was provided and it's part of your devotional challenge for Miriam. But there's some aspects of Numbers chapter 12 which I would like to highlight here. What's so interesting about Miriam is it's so easily done. You've walked with your brother. You're the big sister which we have seen wonderfully you are you are a heroine because you have positioned yourself in your family you've positioned yourself within your people but more than that you have positioned yourself before your god and here we are with moses marrying somebody outside of the race and you have problems with that you've walked through red seas you've seen people die And so that fear that I pointed out in number one, perhaps it wasn't totally gone. Perhaps every other person who wasn't an Israelite was seen as an enemy. Because the backdrop that we started at the beginning of this devotional saw that people were afraid of the Israelites and oppressed them. So every single person who wasn't an Israelite became an enemy because that is all you've ever known. And now you're in the wilderness and you haven't yet seen the promised land and you become afraid. You become racist. And as a result of that, the prophetess is punished with leprosy and forced to move out of the camp but then the pack the camp the people of Israel as we've just read and you know read the whole entire chapter you'll see that the camp could not move on until Miriam who had been 
healed from the leprosy returned to the camp. So you once were a person that encouraged growth. You once were a person that encouraged and now you are a person of stagnation by virtue of your prejudice and I would add via your fear. I would add actually all of the trauma that has happened in your life to date somehow has snuck in to your faith. Father God Remove all of the traumatic areas of our lives so they do not form our decisions. It says in, in, in Numbers chapter 12, it says that let her be shut out of the camp for seven days and afterwards she may be received again. So Miriam was shut out of the camp for seven days and the people did not journey till Miriam was brought in again. How did you become the person that encourages stagnation when you were once the person who placed your brother in the palace? Fear and prejudice and all of the things that are not of God. And it is our responsibility to check those things in our lives because many of us can sit down on the, on the success that we read. Oh, Miriam the prophetess, what a great story. But then after that, just a few books ahead, Miriam the prophetess makes decisions with her mouth, puts herself in business that doesn't concern her and causes a whole people to be stagnant for seven days. Our responsibilities are not just their own. They matter to others. Miriam later died in the wilderness. From, from research at about 700 years old but still everything she fought for she didn't actually grasp she was an, an unable to step foot into the promised land mainly because everything that had been done to her or that had she had experienced she let form her a, a heroine nevertheless that's week one Miriam Look out for the challenges this week and I will see you next week as we discuss the next really interesting character, the next woman in scripture. God bless you.